Come on in and take a load off from Cleveland, Ohio. I'm your host, Josh, and this is my co-host, Mike. Thanks, Josh, and welcome everyone to Around the Sports World. No sport is off the table, but the hosts are definitely off script. Join us as we go through every and any sport from football, basketball, and hockey to baseball, soccer, and even NASCAR. That's right, even NASCAR. So join us Around the Sports World. Episode 2 of Around the Sports World. How you doing today, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. Feeling a lot better than last week, and everything's been going pretty good. That's good. I'm doing great, and we have a great show for you today. Fantastic show, you might even say. I could say. I could say. Starting off with the starting lineup. We're going to start off with some NFL news with last week's spread predictions, which turned out into two weeks ago, and then this week's spread predictions, followed by some MLB news with the player union and their free agency. Big signings underway already with two top pitchers. We got the NBA news, some NHL news, the final lap, which is, that's right, even NASCAR. Leading off into our top 10 sports movies to finish it out. Just something a little fun. Take your mind off of it. Too much sports. Everyone loves movies, don't they? Everybody does love movies. And if you don't, you're weird. (laughs) So go ahead and start us off. All right. Well, can't start off the NFL without talking about OBJ. Uh, We could, but (laughs) Lord knows he just won't go away. So he got released by the Browns. And a couple days later, he ends up signing with the LA Rams. He won the Packers, the Saints, and who was it? The Buccaneers? Uh, he thought the Buccaneers for a bit, but I guess they didn't really offer him what he wanted. And then he had signing going to L.A. to join his good buddy, LeBron James. That's just straight for L.A. <laughs> no, spe- no particular person, just straight L.A. And get this luck. So he signs that following day at practice, Robert Woods tears his ACL and out for the air. Which kills my fantasy team, so that's fantastic. <laughs> well, I've been trying to get him for a while, so, uh, you know. <laughs> I know you have been. And I was like, no, 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 he's doing great. He's one of my best players. Injured. Yeah, of course he is. I need to stop making trades. You really do. <laughs> and his debut, only two catches for 18 yards. So I'm just going to say this. Are you telling me it wasn't all Baker Mayfield's fault? It's not all Baker's fault? Weird. It's almost like he's not a good receiver anymore. He had that one just amazing catch, one gear, then the Giants didn't want him. He left us, and now he goes to L.A. Right. To Matthew Stafford, who is the godsend of all top news sources, but loses to the 49ers, a terrible 49ers team that just has not been doing well. Destroyed by the Niners. We will get into them later. Oh, yeah. Plus a whole Baker Mayfield thing. But two catches. They got him two catches. Is he going to throw a hissy fit there? Uh, not getting enough targets. Is his dad going to make another video? Who knows? Like, Look at how wide open he was. I can't believe you didn't give him the ball. But the Browns didn't look too great either. No, but at least we didn't have to deal with that headache because Lord knows what would have happened if he was still on this team. Which I'm excited for Donovan people. I like DPJ. Good guy. Good pirate. So, on that news, let's go to the other exciting info that happened in the NFL this week. Cammy Newton. Cammy Newton. Signing back with the Panthers. He did. And I heard he didn't do pretty well. 
Well, his very first play was a one-yard touchdown run, and he goes to the camera and just yells, I'm back! <laughs> Which, as a passer, he only went three for four, eight yards. And I got to apologize. He did pretty well. I said he didn't. That's on me. My bad. I mean, three for four for eight yards is nothing to brag about, about a quarterback. But he could start against um, Washington this week. Washington's a terrible team. They're full of injuries. Heineke, for some reason, has them playing competitively, though. You, you might say that Cam Newton's little uh, resurface here is a little lightning in the bottle, maybe. Could be. Does this hurt Christian McCaffrey, or does this help him? I think, I think him just being on the field will help Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey needs to stay healthy. Period. That's the main goal. Like it doesn't matter if Cam Newton's back there, Sam Darnold, uh, PJ Walker. That's right, PJ Walker reference on the show today. <laughs> you know, it's it's just a whole issue. They they traded for Darnold, and he, you know, ever since the Jets, which his first like two weeks, he looked really good, and <sighs> yeah, he just straight downfall. It's like he was riding his bike nice and smooth, and then all of a sudden he just forgot, fell over. And I don't know what's going on with him or Carolina, but, I mean, they were doing so well. Their like, defense they look, was so hot to start the year. And they they looked like a top contender, and then all of a sudden reality just punched him in the face and said, hey, you're your done. Car- your Carolina? <laughs> Which one are they in, north or south? Uh, they are the North Carolina Panthers, I believe. Okay. They're just Carolina. I just don't know what yeah, – I think they're in Charleston. That's South Carolina. That's South Carolina. Go back to our musical days. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, Carolina has something to look forward to with Cam Newton. Yeah, it should be fun to see him back. Absolutely. So, moving on from them, let's go ahead and talk about a quick release in the NFL. The sad music, Le'Veon Bell. I don't have any sad music, but... Play the world's smallest violin for his short little tenure there. Released by the Ravens Tuesday. <laughs> his He only played five games. He had 31 carries for 83 yards, only 2.7 yards a carry, which is not good for those who don't know football. That is not good. Two touchdowns. It might have been in the same game. And They have uh, Devonta Freeman back. They have Latavius Murphy back. They just didn't need another uh, mouth well, to feed. They don't need a running back. They have the greatest running back of all time. Are you talking about Lamar Jackson? I'm talking about the running back that's known as Lamar Jackson. I thought he was a quarterback. Yeah, so does everybody else. I'll give him this, though. He's been looking better throwing-wise, but he still runs. He runs way too much, but it works for them. Can I just say, I think the Ravens are so overrated. They really are. They There's at least four games this year that they should not have won. No. They, they lost last week, didn't they? They did. They lost to, um. who was it? Uh, I'm not sure. I just remember we were watching the game, and we were – it might have been like the Sunday night game or the Monday night game, and they were – we were just like, they they can't keep winning these close games. It's not going to be another Justin Tucker 65-yard field goal. Was it Denver? Uh, Let's see. I want to say Denver, but that doesn't sound right to me. Oh, it was Thursday night against Miami. Miami, that's right. That's why I didn't remember it. I forgot Miami was a team. (laughs) You know, they have two as a quarterback. The lefty. The only lefty in the NFL. God, I am off today. I am so sorry. <laughs> is he the only one in the NFL? He is the only lefty in the NFL. The only other one to play in the NFL left-handed in recent memory is one Timmy Tebow. Oh, Tebow time. <laughs> hey, beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, so I'll always forget, remember that. 
But yeah, Lamar Jackson just keeps chugging along. They keep finding a way to win, and it was just nice to see a team finally stop them. Yeah. And stop that stupid streak that they were on. Which the Browns are going to end up facing him in a couple weeks. So it's we face the Ravens mm-hmm. by week. With no Le'Veon Bell now. Back to the Ravens. We're going to essentially face the Ravens back-to-back times. Well, knowing our luck, Lamar's going to have to use the bathroom twice in both of the games, and he's going to come back and start throwing perfect passes. <laughs> that was ridiculous. Might get a little uh, bubbly in his tummy. <laughs> <laughs> We're children. So that's most of the news that's for this NFL week. Why don't we go ahead and let's go to the uh, the point spreads from two weeks ago because we weren't in last week. So after overall, we both finished 6-8. and eight. We only had four games we differentiated on. We had the Cleveland-Cincinnati game, and I didn't think the Browns could pull it off. That, that's right. Who did? Who did? That's right. This guy. And who, this guy. And then they got demol- demolished by the Patriots. Listen, I didn't make a prediction for last week. I didn't feel good about the Patriots game, especially with Chubb and our entire running back room all of a sudden having COVID. Uh, yeah. I think we'll talk about Chubb later. Oh, 100%. But they were favored by two and a half, and they destroyed the Bengals. Yeah, which made me kind of feel like a fool for not picking my home team, but... <laughs> But here's the thing, though. Every team that's destroyed a team, the very next week, they've gotten destroyed themselves. It's been and, a weird season in oh, football. Off season. So speaking of Baltimore, we differentiated on Minnesota versus Baltimore, where Baltimore won, but didn't cover. Josh they, picked Baltimore. I This was my game, my upset of the week, when I picked Minnesota, and they went into overtime, and it was a back-and-forth battle. Oh, you did pick Minnesota. They almost, almost... Got that upset, but they had Baltimore only won by three, so I still picked Minnesota cover there. So that was one of mine. Then we have Arizona versus San Francisco, where Arizona won with, that's right, the jersey that he is wearing today, Colt McCoy. My number 12 Colt McCoy Browns jersey I'm currently wearing, which <laughs> then he looked pretty bad the following week. But, hey, he got me a win that week. I mean – San Francisco, it's just, again, the weird season that this has been to come back the next week and then beat St. Uh, St. Louis. I'm still calling them St. Louis. The L.A. Rams? It's Man, they're being led by Debo Samuel. And with getting Kittle back, that offense is actually looking pretty good with Jimmy G. Uh, if he can stay healthy. Again, another injury-prone guy for yeah. San Francisco. And Trey Lance is not a throwing quarterback. He's more of a runner, like a Lamar Jackson type. So if they do end up making the swaps, it's going to be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. 100%. So the final game was Chicago versus Pittsburgh, the Monday nighter that week, where Pittsburgh won but didn't cover by 6.5. Now, I'm pretty sure I chose the Bears to win this game, but I definitely said that it wasn't going to cover. It was going to be closer than we thought. Yeah. And it ended up, um, Pittsburgh still won, but they didn't uh, quite cover. Somehow that team just keeps on winning too, and it makes no sense. I mean, I think Roethlisberger was out last week. And did they win last week? Um, Or did they lose? I think they lost. Let's see here. Did they finally, did their winning streak finally, or lucky streak? They They tied tied to the the Lions. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, that's why I don't remember, because ties are stupid in the NFL. They tied to the Lions, and we're versing the Lions this week. Seeing TikToks of Lions fans going, we didn't lose. (laughs) I mean, as a Browns fan, I can respect it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we also went 0-16. But those were our 
differentiated picks that we had two weeks ago. So why don't we move on to this week? And we start off with Thursday Night Football. Game in an hour or two. New England at 6-4 and four versus the Atlanta Falcons. A rematch of the Super Bowl where that's right, Atlanta choked. Let's go to the news for Thursday night. Uh, let's see, over-under on this, 47 and a half, New England's favored by seven. With the way they were pummeling the, the Browns, they just look too good. Harris, Damian Harris, the running back, I think is going to be cleared this week with his concussion. If not, Ramondi Stevenson's going to continue leading that workload. And he he looked really good against the Browns. He did, but I don't. I don't know if I see lightning striking tri- twice this week. Well, if it's Damian Harris, do you like it better that way? I, it's Fugazi. <laughs> um, yeah. It's difficult to pick. Um, New England's getting seven. Or no, they're giving seven to Atlanta, and it's at Atlanta. I think New England is – I think it's one of those games where, again, they killed the Browns. And the next week, teams usually don't do that. So I'm thinking for this game, I might, I might pick the birds. Straight I'm, out win or to cover? I think the birds at least cover. Okay. New England is a tougher opponent, and I mean they got Bill Belichick. Belichick's a good coach. So I mean, I'm thinking I'm picking Atlanta with the spread, but oh, it's hard for me to pick Atlanta to just win straight out. I'm gonna pick New England. Only because without Calvin Ridley, I think Cordell Patterson is going to be out. Belichick knows how to cover your best player, and that's Kyle Pitts. Oh, I mean, it took him one drive last week to stop everything that the Browns wanted to do. Yeah, I, I, I see New England winning here. They're going to cover. I think Mac Jones is doing pretty well under Belichick. Who? Mac Jones, <laughs> he's looking good as a rookie under Belichick, but you know it's. Is it Belichick? Is it Mac? Is it the offense scheme? I think it's Belichick. If you notice, not a lot of deep passes are thrown by Mac Jones, and he's basically back to the Tom Brady dink and dunk, and that where most of his middle yardage plays come in the red zone, and it's to Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry is a red zone threat. You can like chalk it up every time. Like We can just put Mac Jones, Hunter Henry, one touchdown, and then we'll start the game. Every week. Every week, Hunter Henry is pretty much guaranteed to find somewhere in the end zone to be open. So, we already go through the injuries? Yep. All right. So, then we'll move on to the next game. Indianapolis, 5-5 five and five at Buffalo, 6-3. and three. The over-under is 50. Buffalo favored by 7. Do you want to talk about Buffalo for a little bit? Uh, you mean how they got demolished by Jacksonville? Yeah, when I brought up the game last show and you're like, Buffalo, Buffalo. Well, let me Buffalo. There's no need to talk about it. It's going to be Buffalo. Okay, I didn't expect a 9-3 to three game. <laughs> I don't or think was anybody it? did. I mean, you you if you bet on that game, you would have made a ton of money. Because there is no reason that not only Jacksonville wins that game, but to have below 20 points. Total of 15 for... <laughs> Buffalo can do that by themselves weekly. Not that week. The only noticeable injury is just Paris Campbell, the third string, so Zach Pascal, but with Michael Pittman out there, Carson Wentz has a nice target to throw to. Uh, Michael Pittman's been a beast this year. And Buffalo, again, a weird year. 
no team wants to grab that ring and just run with it, which makes me happy, but at the same time makes our jobs a lot more difficult when we pick <laughs> these games. All right. um, I'm going to go first. Go for it. Man, Winston had a bad week too. You know, Buffalo bounces back and they're going to cover. They they were humiliated and they're going to get going and they're at home. They're going to destroy them. Um, I think I'm going to have to go with Buffalo as well. Um, I think that Carson Wentz has been playing out of his mind with Michael Pittman. I don't think the spread's going to matter in this. I think it's going to be more than seven points, but I don't think it's going to be a blowout. So go ahead and jot me down for Buffalo. Got it. Next game. Our beloved Baltimore Ravens, 6-3 travel to Chi-Town, 3-6. Could be a tough game without Latavis Murray or Devontae Freeman. But then again, Chicago doesn't have Damian Williams, who is questionable, or Khalil Herbert, who has actually been one of their surprise wide receivers. Well, they're going to have Montgomery back this week, and Montgomery's the workhorse of Chicago. He's been, was this his third or fourth year? And he finally found his footing last year. And the way he's been playing, he's been looking like a like a pure number one running back. Yeah, he's been doing fantastic of lately. And um, unfortunately, I don't feel like Chicago's good enough to beat the Baltimore defense. I think this one's the blowout of the week. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with you there with Baltimore. Yep, 100% there. That was a simple one. But then again... Buffalo, Jacksonville. I'm just saying. It's the NFL. <laughs> All right. Next game for Detroit at 08 and 1 versus our Cleveland Browns at 5 and 5. Cleveland giving 10 points, which is a bold strategy for us. Injuries galore in this game. We have Jared Goff, who's going to be out, which I think the backup is Boyle. Tim Boyle. Tim Boyle. If anybody knows who Tim Boyle is, you're from Detroit. I was looking. I'm like, oh, it's David Blau for sure. And then, like, no, no, it's going to be Tim Boyle. No, but here's here's something interesting I found out. Who is the current GM of Detroit right now? Um, Who is it? The former GM of the Browns, John Dorsey. Really? Who traded David Blau to the Lions. <laughs> <laughs> John Dorsey. And he's still going with Boyle. Um. Cleveland side, Baker Mayfield, questionable with his knee. Got Case Kinnaman as his backup. Then uh, Chubb, I keep looking. He's looks day-to-day with his illness still. They don't know if he's going to be ready in time for Sunday. So Baker's hurt and possibly no Chubb again? Possibly. We're not going to lose to the Lions, are we? My God, I don't know. I don't know. They've been playing such tough games, especially with Mr. Bite a kneecap off as their coach. Yeah, he said that in a press conference. He said, when we get up, we're going to bite a kneecap. He's a weird dude, but he's got them playing. Um, I have to go Cleveland. I can't can't do it. I can't pick Detroit. It's the Battle of the Barge, the Great Lakes Classic. I got to go with Cleveland, especially with no golf. Without golf, I think they're in deep trouble. But there's only one problem, folks. The Cleveland curse. It's a backup quarterback. Oh, <laughs> yes. For those who don't know, the Cleveland Browns, for whatever reason, cannot stop any backup quarterback we face. That's a joke. I'll joke and see, like, whoever we're facing, their starting quarterback leaves. And I text, oh, no, it's a backup quarterback. We're doomed. 
Yeah, the backup quarterbacks have not been going well for the Cleveland Browns. Every single time we verse a backup, all of a sudden may make them look like Joe Montana. And it just it drives me nuts. We were at a game. I want to say it was against the Texans, and I think that's when they had Arian Foster, and he got hurt. We were facing against Alfred Blue, who had like 200 yards against us running that game. It's a name I never thought I'd hear again, Alfred Blue. Yeah, I remember. Um, I'm also going to go with Wasn't Peyton Hillis our running back for that game? I don't remember. It was was not pretty. Um, But there's one guy who's going to have a field day, Miles Garrett. Feast, buddy. Feast. Oh, you think he goes for that record after uh, what he did with uh, Fields in Chicago? Mm, could be. With a new quarterback, I don't think the Lions have that great of a line. No, but they do have one thing that the Browns can never stop. What's that? A tight end. Hawkinson was shut out last game. By? Uh, whoever they were facing. The Steelers. They're versing the Browns. For some reason, the Browns can't stop a tight end to save their life. We have Jack back. Jeremiah Osio Kunda. Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa. 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 J O K, I just call him Jack. Yeah. <laughs> He's been looking good, so hopefully he can put a stop to TJ Hawkinson. I, somebody has to because the Browns have not been able to stop any tight ends. It's like every time they get into the red zone, I've texted you, we've sat together, we've both looked at each other, and we go, it's going to the tight end. It's going to the tight end. Oh, hey, it went to the tight end. Oh, yeah. Hunter Henry last week. So, Browns. Yeah. You, you need to. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Because this game is going to be a belter and a fight. So you guys need to be prepared. Don't take them for granted. Don't go in there thinking, oh, they're Detroit. They haven't won a game. Because you know what? We were them. We used to be them. You know how hungry they can be. And if you go in there thinking that you're just going to roll over them... New England. It's going to be New England all over again, and they're going to show you what for. We see the potential. They destroyed Cincinnati, who was a really good team. Boyle. We need to win. If you lose to Boyle, I will burn every Browns gear I have. Did we start looking at quarterbacks in the draft? Oh, God. Well, that's going to bring me up to what I wanted to discuss in a new segment I like to call, Hey, guys, what's on your mind? So here's what's on my mind. Cleveland fans, fickle. You're fickle. you got to understand, we haven't had a good quarterback. There's a jersey. We have a jersey with a list of quarterback names on there. And yet we finally find a guy who not only gets us to a playoff game, wins a playoff game, and then if Sorensen doesn't do a dirty hit on Rashard Higgins with no call, possibly win and move on to versus Buffalo. And yet he gets hurt. And yet he's not the guy. All of a sudden, he's just not the guy. Number one completion percentage at the beginning of the year until he tore his shoulder out trying to make a stupid tackle. But he's not the guy now. Oh, and the coach of the year? The head coach of the year? Nah, he's terrible now. He's absolutely atrocious. How dare he be in his second year and teams figure him out and have to be better? You guys got to stop. We can't keep looking for quarterbacks. I can't do it again. I can't. There's people older than me that have waited for any quarterback. They grew up with Bernie. They at least had somebody that stuck around for at least eight years. I think it was eight years. And then I grow up with a team, not even a team. We Actually, they left at that point, and I was rooting for any running back that I just enjoyed. Barry Sanders, Marshall Falk, all them. And then they come back. 
oh yeah, Tim Couch is going to be the guy. No, no, Derek Anderson. Nope, nope, can't be him. Kelly Holcomb. Uh, Cody Kessler. Remember Cody Kessler? Brandon Whedon. Brandon Hogan. Cole McCoy. You guys got to stop blaming everything on Baker. He has three injuries. It's literally in the injury report. Three separate injuries. One to his planning foot. And you guys are acting like, oh, well, he's not playing like Aaron Rodgers. Hello? Of course he's not playing like Aaron Rodgers. He's hurt. Aaron Rodgers isn't playing like Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I just had to get that off my mind. It drives me nuts. I'm listening to the radio. I'm hearing callers. This guy's terrible. He's clearly not the quarterback. We went to the playoffs. We were in the playoffs last year, and now he's not the quarterback. Stop. Just stop. Okay, I had to get that off my chest. That's our new segment. Hey, guys, what's on your mind? You just want to go to the next game? Oh, absolutely. I thank you for letting me get that off my chest. Of course. So, next game. Houston. Everyone loves Houston at 1-8 at Tennessee. 8-2. Over under 44.5. Tennessee favored by 10. No Derrick Henry? Derrick Henry is out for the year. They have Adrian Peterson. Ah, the old goat, as I like to call him. (laughs) And Julio could be out as well. Or he, Coolio is out. He was placed on IR. Oof. So it's going to be Chester Rogers going to be uh, next man up. Ah, but who are they versus? Houston. Houston. Oh, boy. This one's going to be tough, guys. I don't know who to pick in this one. I mean, it could be anything. I mean, it could even be. It's going to be Tennessee. <laughs> are you sure? Positive. They don't have Derrick Henry. Oh, but Houston's got Terod Taylor. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's going to be Tennessee. <laughs> it has to be Tennessee. There's no way I'm missing out on this twice. There is no way this is another 9-3 and three game where Houston just pulls it out. Because I swear, I will do nothing about it. Who do you think is better, Detroit or Houston? It's a good question. It's a very good question. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? This is going to surprise some people. I think Detroit's better. I think Detroit's actually better. If the one thing Detroit's mainly missing, besides, you know, a lot of wins, wide receivers. I was looking at their wide receiver room, and their main guy right now, I think, is Amon Ross St. Brown. Oh, the rookie. Yeah. I think he's the main receiver. I couldn't name any other wide receiver I, on the Lions. I know Tyrell started out the year. Tyrell wins, but I think they traded him or he left. Um, they got a great running back in DeAndre Swift, though. But, I mean, as Detroit, you go and you trade your quarterback, Matthew Stafford. To get Jared Goff. To get Jared Goff. But you do nothing else in the offseason. Like. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. About anything else. You need a wide receiver. I agree. I mean, they got Sam Brown. They uh, drafted the cornerback from Ohio State, Okunda. Jeff Okuda, the corner. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think he's been hurt. Mm-hmm. I mean, but they need help everywhere. They're going to be bad for a while. But they're definitely better than Houston, which is why I'm picking Tennessee. I think it's going to be much greater than 10. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, next game. Green Bay Packers 8-2 and two at the Minnesota Vikings 4-5 and five, over under 49. Green Bay only favored by 2.5. Does that surprise you with the uh, – the, um, 
Their record? Um, in a rivalry game? No. Um, Minnesota hates Green Bay with a passion. And Aaron Rodgers and his medicinal Joe Rogan healing crystals, I think, is he playing or is he still out? I think Rodgers is going to play, who's going to be out for a couple weeks, is Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones and Robert Tunyon. Tunyon was put on IR, who was not that bad of a tight end. Mercedes Lewis, you know, you hear that name every year on a different team. I mean, they do got Devontae Adams, though. Yes, Devontae Adams and a nice young A.J. Dillon is going to be their new running back, and he's got a lot to prove. He does, but, I mean, he's shown that he can be a capable backup. Right now I'm equivalating him to Dearness Johnson on the Browns um, where he can have those type of games, but I don't see him. He's not Aaron Jones is what I'm trying to say. He's not Aaron Jones. Tell you what, Aaron Jones hasn't looked like Aaron Jones. They signed him to the four-year deal, and he's just been – Slowly declining. They're getting AJ Dillon more involved. Mm-hmm. So, uh, which makes me wonder why did they sign him to four years if they're just going to going to transition to the new guy? I don't. I don't think that GM knows what he's doing. I mean, you have a franchise quarterback, and you draft Jordan Love, who's seen one game of field time ever and did not look good. And then you sign a guy who you think's a star running back, and then all of a sudden you're like, no, 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 we're going to go get this guy instead. Like, what's your plan? Without Devonta Adams, Rodgers would probably be out of there in a heartbeat, which I think they're both leaving mm-hmm. at the end of the year. I don't know where they're going. Devonta Adams, I think I saw they stopped contract talks. So he's not going to be a Packer next year. Rodgers? Devonta Adams isn't going to be a Packer? From what I heard, they've stopped contract talks, and I think he's leaving. All right, well, let me pause this for a minute. Go get him, Browns. Go on. He's, he'll go to L.A. or something like that. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rodgers is going to be an interesting one. Does he want to be a forever Packer? Or does he move somewhere? Well, that's that's the choice. Or does he call it quits? I don't think he'll call it quits. I think it bothers him that Tom Brady's still going and everybody sees Tom is still better than him. I think it bugs everybody to see Tom Brady still going and performing like he's doing. I don't. I don't believe that. I don't think the Lions really care. <laughs> Man, if only we had him. <laughs> Man, if only we had Tom Brady, we might at least have won two games. <laughs> uh, we got off track, though. We keep doing that. Um, I think Minnesota pulls this out. I think Minnesota wins this game. At Minnesota, two and a half, I think they win by a field goal. I think their kicker makes up for their terrible kicking in the last weeks. I love Minnesota's offense. Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson... Uh, Tyler Conklin, tight end, and Adam Thielen. Those are some powerful weapons. Just when Kirk Cousins, when he's on, they're going to win. When he's off, they're going to lose. Yeah, it's a Jekyll and Hyde scenario. Which Kirk Cousins are we going to get? Without, um, I picked Minnesota <laughs> upset last time, and they failed me. They were close. Um, to change it up, I'll go with Packers. Ooh, go Pack, go! I do have an Aaron Rodgers jersey ready to go if they can pull through. <laughs> Okay, next game, Battle of the Suck. We got 3-7 and seven Miami, who comes off beating Baltimore against the New York Jets, who has beaten Cincinnati as their major win. Three-point spread. No Devontae Parker for Miami. He's on the IR. And no Albert Wilson. Well, Albert Wilson's going to be the backup. Oh, he's going to be the backup. Okay. But 
They had Jalen Waddle. That's and, how little I care about Miami and, and New he's York Jets. been coming into his own. As a rookie, he started out slow, and he's just slowly growing and growing and growing. Who I'm really disappointed this year is Miles Gaskin, the, the running back. back, who was looking so good last year, and he has just been nothing. No, he's um, he's definitely dropped off a bit. Um, teams might have figured out his run game, started bl- plugging up more holes in that because he's not really a power back. He's more of an elusive guy. Yeah, which it could have just been the rookie like, oh, we don't know how to take this guy next year. Oh, we got tape. We can easily stop him. Right. But this game in of itself is basically the inmate game, the prison inmate game where, I mean, here's here's a live looking at the stands. That's how many people are going to be there. No one wants to see this game. No one wants to watch these two play. I tell you what, this could be a game that the Jets win, though. That could bring people in. It could be. And uh, that Elijah Moore, I think his name is, for the Jets, he's been really turning it up another gear lately. And Michael Carter. Ever since Zach Wilson went out. Yeah, who's it going to be? Is it going to be... I'm hearing Flacco. It is going to be Flacco, isn't it? Remember old Joe? The Super Bowl winner? Yep. (laughs) Went to McDonald's with his big payday? Uh... Should be interesting to see him in there. Um, uh, I I still got to go Miami in this one, though. You know what? I think I'm going differenti- to differentiate with you. My bad. I'm going to go with the Jets. The Jets pull this out. I think Miami had all their momentum, all their hopes, all their, like, their season hurrahs against Baltimore. And I think the Jets take advantage of that. And pull it out. Flacco going to be another game winner? I'm going to think that they actually do better. I think they beat them by at least 10 points. Ooh, okay, I like it. Good. Next game. Uh, the New Orleans Saints, 5-4, and four, travel to Philadelphia, 4-6. and six. Over, under, nice and low at 43, and Philly on February, 1.5. Drew Brees gone. Drew Brees gone. Michael Thomas out for the Michael year. Thomas out. Alvin Kamara now out, or questionable. So they bring in Mark Ingram. Guy gets two touchdowns. I like Mark Ingram. I love Mark Ingram. He's a pro's pro. That team keeps winning. They do. Sean Payton has them rolling. And even without Drew Brees, Jameis Winston has looked kind of decent. Now, is he hurt? He's out for the year. He's out for the year. And it's not going to be... So is it Taysom Hill? It's not Taysom Hill. Who is our lovely starting quarterback for the Saints? Well, I mean, whoever it is. Trevor Simeon. Trevor Simeon. Wasn't he with the Broncos? Correct. Oh, this season's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Simeon and Boyle. Um, so, minus one and a half to Philly. I got to go. God, <laughs> I have to go New Orleans. Even with Jalen Hurts. No, you know what? I'm changing it. I'm changing it. I'm going to Philadelphia. All right, I wrote that in pen, okay? I can't erase pen. <laughs> well, you should have got one of those magic eraser pens. Sponsor us if you're willing. <laughs> Go to Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts. It's a home game. Season could hang on the line because Lord knows that division is all kinds of messed up. I'm going to go with Philadelphia on this one. If Alvin Kamara plays, it might be a different story. But with Mark Ingram, he's still solid running back. But I think Jalen Hurts comes out this game. Um, and their rookie wide receiver, Devonta Smith, has like three or four touchdowns the last two games. 
he's coming into his own as well. Him and Hurst are going to start connecting. They may have Miles Sanders back, who hasn't been that great. But, again, I think I'm going to go with you with Philadelphia on this one. Oh, so we didn't differentiate. We did not differentiate. I love the Saints. I love Mark Ingram, but I feel like Eagles are going to get this one. Wow. Fly, Eagles, fly. <laughs> Next game. There's a football team in Washington at 3-6. Some may say they're the Washington football team. That would be correct. Ooh. Against Carolina Panthers. Oh, five those Panthers. Cammy Newt. Cammy Newt. Cammy Newt. He's back. <laughs> Over under 43. Still a low-scoring game. Carolina favored by three and a half. Uh, you got it. I mean, I'm also hearing that there's no Anto- – Antonio Gibson's questionable. Which it would just go to J.D. McKissick, who's more of a pass-catching guy. I'm hearing that there's no – um. The guy from Ohio State, defensive end. Joey Bosa? No. Nick Bosa? No. (laughs) Chase Young? Chase Young. I'm hearing he's out for this game. He will be out for this game. And the Panthers with Newton, with him, if he's going back to the way he ran, ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm seeing no Terry McLaurin, or is he questionable? Questionable. Curtis Samuel, who's been hurt all year, which would go to Adam Humphreys, would be the next man up. Heineke keeps them in games. I'm going, I have to go Carolina. Oh, yeah, smash play with Carolina on this one. Oh, 100, 100%. Uh, I think Cam Newton comes out. He, not only going to sling it, he's going to run it. Um, and I don't believe, because most of their defense is just young. So I think Carolina in this one, definitely. Next game. <laughs> San Francisco at 4-5 and five versus those beloved Jacksonville Jaguars under Urban Meyer. San Francisco giving six? They're getting six. They're, they're getting, getting six from Jacksonville? They're favored by six. Okay, they're favored. Yeah. That makes more sense to me. Yeah, you had no, me no, scared no. there. Oh, my God, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to walk out of this room and go, nope, it's over. The world's ending. I mean, they did beat Buffalo. It's semantics. Get out of here. <laughs> you will not let that go, will you? <laughs> You're just so confident. <laughs> okay. Debo Samuel questionable with the shin. Yeah, Bruce Shin. Um, I think he's been limited. He should be fine. Elijah Mitchell questionable. Their whole running back is just questionable. Their whole running back. Everybody, just the position. Uh, have you seen them? They're just like Baltimore. No, I've not seen a single San Francisco game. I'm going to be it, fully it honest It doesn't here. matter who it is. They're going to get hurt. So it should be Elijah Mitchell, if not Jeff Wilson, if not Jermichael Hasty, if not Trey Sermon. But they do get Brandon Ayuk back. Brandon Ayuk. Ayuk? Ayukin. Ayukin. Got it. You know, the Brandon. old. <laughs> and, um, oh, who's their tight end in San Francisco? It should be George Kittle, Kittle if he comes back. Kittle's back. So they got their offense pretty much back. Kittle's back. He's back. But team I'm not letting so it go. Good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the six is so easy. San Francisco's going to cover. Yeah, I don't see Jacksonville pulling out what they did in Buffalo. I think San Francisco figured out like the whole running thing with Los Angeles, and they figured if they're going to do that and that's how they're going to win, then maybe they should just try to continue to do it. Even with Ayuk back, Ayuk. Ayuk. Uh, Brandon. (laughs) Debo's been on a tear, though. I mean, he caught a pass and just missed tackle after missed tackle after missed tackle, ran it in. Uh, Going against Jacksonville, who misses tackles, misses tackles, misses tackles? It could be a little pitch to Debo, and he'll make the whole defense miss. Well, they do have this one guy on defense, though. The only problem is, is he's not going against himself. Josh Allen. 
<laughs> he might be able to stop him. Josh Allen greater than Josh Allen. Josh Allen's greater than Josh Allen. All right, get out of here. Next game. Cincinnati Bengals at five and four travel to Las Vegas at five and four. And that's our four o'clock game. That's, that's yeah, these, done with the one o'clocks. These are four o'clock games. Over under 49 and a half, nice and high. Cincinnati only favored by one. And a rarity. No injuries for either team. There's like defensive injuries, but I don't think any is going to make that big of a difference. So it's going to be a straight up, who do you like, Cincinnati or Las Vegas? This is going to be a close game. This is going to be an extremely close game. Um, For me, Derek Carr's been kind of slinging it all over. Hunter Renfro's been but coming into his own. They have so much crazy crap going on in Vegas right now. No kidding. There was a guy waving a gun around saying he's going to kill someone because he commented. Damon Arquette, I believe. Yeah, and then and the guy commented something, and he goes, oh, I'm going to kill you. Idiot. That thing is Idiot. With ja, John Gruden and Henry Ruggs, does this have anything to do with Vegas? Or is this just immature people being immature? See, I had a feeling you were going to go there, and I feel like it's just immature people being immature. I agree. I mean, you're professional players. You know what it's like to be in the spotlight. And Gruden, you're like 70. Come Which, on. You're an adult. I think he saw he's trying to sue the NFL for wrongful Oh, he's not term- trying. He's suing them. For wrongful termination? Yeah, he's pointing out there that they specifically nitpicked his emails out of a ton of other emails, and he's saying release those emails too because he's saying that they wanted him out of the job, and this was the way to do it without giving him any guaranteed money. So they're a mess. Gruden, it doesn't matter what's on your emails. You put those racist, homophobic things on it. It doesn't matter what other emails they look at. It could be a nice family vacation. Well, You're in the wrong. What I'm hearing is is some of those emails are from other top men in the NFL, and they ain't so nice either. But they're not going to show those, and that's what he's suing for. Oh, Partially, I kind of hope he wins because I think the NFL kind of needs a slap in the face this year to show that they're not invincible, and they need a wake-up call. Roger like, you Goodell. can't get away with this crap. No, but Goodell's just been running this with his iron fist, and I think everyone's sick of him. That's why he gets booed every draft. Nobody likes the guy. You're telling me nobody likes Roger? That's exactly how it goes. <laughs> you guys should never give me control of these sound effects. <laughs> um... I'm going to go with Cincinnati. I think they come back with this. Um, I think even though they don't really have an offensive line, um, Jamar Chase and – Joe Mixon. Don't call him Dalton. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember his name. Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow. <laughs> don't call me Dalton. I like mine better. <laughs> Joe, don't call me Dalton Burrow. <laughs> um, he's going to go ahead and he's going to find Jamar Chase. Mixon's going to run all over the place. And I think Vegas – might be in a tailspin right now, unless Derek, Derek Carr can show his leadership. Um, yeah, no, Cincinnati's going to destroy him. Oh, okay then. <laughs> <laughs> so they're going to cover the one? <laughs> they're going to cover by like 15. <laughs> okay. Next game. Dallas Cowboys, 7-2, to travel to Kansas City, who are 6-4. and four. Kansas City giving two and a half? They're favored by two and a half. Mm-hmm. Over under at a high 56 points. Ladies and gentlemen, this is my lock of the week. It's going to be over because Dallas, all they do is score. Kansas City, 
all they do is score if Mahomes is right. And neither of them play defense. They are the big 12 of the NFL. A lot of offense, zero defense. Kansas City hasn't been producing that much offense, though. They've been the ones that's been staggering. I think Mahomes after last week, though, I think he figured out a little bit again. Throw it to Travis Kelsey? Nah. <laughs> nah, especially when you're versing somebody on fantasy who has him. <laughs> he definitely figured out something. I still think that he's finally come back to earth. But I definitely see this more as a shootout, even though everybody's like, oh, Kansas City's defense is amazing. They're so good. I don't believe they're going to do that. Dak Prescott finds ways to score, even without CeeDee Lamb being questionable and Michael Gallup. Is Michael Gallup starting? He'll be the backup in case He'll be the backup. Okay. Yeah. But Clyde edwards Hilaire, is he out or is he returning? He could return this week. Um, If not, Daryl Williams will uh, pick up the slack, um, which they haven't been doing much of the running game. Mahomes is a slinger. Give me Dallas. The entire team? By a field goal. Okay. They win by a field goal, and I think it's definitely going to be over that 56. I like it. So I will also go with Dallas. C.D. Lance has been looking great. I think he's going to play. They always have, you know, Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, which Ezekiel Elliott showing up, though? That's the question. Yeah, it, I mean, against Kansas City's defense – it, you mean the greatest defense ever, according to uh, national media? Are they the only one playing? <laughs> Honestly, I'm just I'm tired of hearing about Kansas City. I really am. Over Mahomes? I mean, the guy can make the same type of mistake that another quarterback makes, and they're like, oh, it was just one mistake, and then the other quarterback, that guy's trash. So I'm just, I'm over Kansas City. Give me Dallas in this one. Cool. Who do you got? Dallas. Dallas as well? God <laughs> I'm trying to pick something that you're not going to pick, and you're just blowing my mind here. Next game. Arizona Cardinals 8-2 <laughs> and two at Seattle. The Seahawks 3-6. and six. A disappointing 3-6. and six. Russell Wilson came back last week and did not look good. No, Rusty. Rusty Russ. Rusty Russy. Um, do you think Russ is going to cook this week? Kyler Murray might be back. I don't think Colts starting this one. I'm hearing Kyler Murray might be back. He's limited um, in uh, practice. AJ Green still good. AJ, he's fine. Rondell Moore, it's DeAndre Hopkins. He's been missing the last few weeks. He's another questionable. Um, you you don't know. Murray and Hopkins are both the big guys. If they're both out, they're not looking good. If they're both in, easy win. Yep. Chris Carson could return. Alex Collins, I know, is questionable. Yes, um, Chris Carson could return from IR. He's slowly working back. I don't think he's going to get a start this week. I think they're going to continue with Alex Collins. Russ did not look good, but he's got the two big wide receivers in Lockett and Metcalf. I keep I keep waiting for Arizona to realize what they actually are, and it just never happens. They keep winning. I think they keep. I think they continue winning in Seattle. I think they defeat the twelfth man by going one <laughs> step beyond. Um. Yeah, they'll they'll cover. They'll cover the two and a half. I think the game's gonna be lower scoring though. I don't think it's gonna be over forty nine. I'm gonna go with under. 
Better on that one? Um, yeah, Arizona, I think, is going to end up winning on this one. I think either Kyler or DeAndre comes back, and that's going to be enough. Have we disagreed on any game so far? Yeah, I think we got two disagreements. <laughs> two disagreements. Three. Ooh. <laughs> so that leads us to the Sunday night football game. Pittsburgh at 5-3-1 and one because Lord knows they need another Sunday night game versus the L.A. Chargers. Who do you got? Um, so, Pittsburgh, Ben Roethlisberger, questionable. It could be Mason Rudolph. COVID. Roethlisberger has not looked good anyway. He's old. I hate to tell you this. He's old. There's a reason why he's called Big Ben now. Because he's old, useless, and still somehow works? Somehow. he's. <laughs> um, man, they got a great running back in Najee Harris. He's solid, but... He's eh, he's kind of hit and miss. Uh, Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson. We don't talk about Chase Claypool here. <laughs> um, they're f- the Chargers are favored by five and a half, and I'm going to make this my upset of the week. Oh, you're upset? I'm even though I want to do uh, upsets of the week at least more than three points. I don't want to have like a close game. Mm-hmm. I think Pittsburgh is going to end up pulling this one out. They were humiliated, tying against Detroit. They're going to come back, and they're going to end up winning this game. So you think it's going to be more than five and a half? Well, the Chargers are giving five and a half. Oh, so it's definitely going to be. Yeah, not only is Pittsburgh going to cover, they're going to win. Over under 47? Oh, the over under 47. High-powered offense with that young Herbert guy. It'll be over. Over? Uh, did I do a lock yet? Yeah, you did your Dallas Kansas City. I made that a lock upset. You had fifty six, and you said it's guaranteed to be over. Oh, oh, you didn't have an upset. I didn't have an upset yet. It's because I might be waiting for a certain Monday night football game. Give me the Chargers in this one, just because I hate Pittsburgh, and I don't think Mason Rudolph's good enough to win this. I I don't think they pull out Ben quite yet. I think with his age and that, it might have affected him a bit harder. So they can say questionable all they want. I think Rudolph starts. I'm going to go have the Chargers. So that will lead us to the next game. Monday Night Football. Can you believe that the Giants and the Buccaneers are primetime again? Can you believe that no one asked for the Giants or the Buccaneers to be primetime again? I believe that, but they kept giving it to us. Well, it's because Saquon Barkley could return. Devontae Booker is questionable. Which will leave Gary Brightwell as the running back. (laughs) All these names this season. Oh, my God. Rob Gronkowski? He's been hurt all year. And so is um, Antonio Brown. Yeah, but, I mean, if you've seen his commercials, he's special. Uh, 87. Sir, that's not a number. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you got me. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. I, I can't see the New York Giants pulling this out. Even with the 11-point spread? Even with the 11-point spread. And I wanted to make this my lock upset. I just can't do it. <laughs> Not with Tom Brady at quarterback. Honestly, if my lock upset would be any game, it'd probably be that Philadelphia one. And even that's not really a lock. Yeah, they're only favored by one and a half. Yeah, so um, I think Tampa takes care of this heartily. Danny Dimes is a joke. <laughs> He's... Worse than Baker Mayfield. Yeah, one caller called into a radio station and said that Danny Dimes was better than Baker Mayfield. So 
that guy's an idiot. And remember when Kenny G was good on the Lions and he can't do anything on the Giants? Oh, my God. I forgot Kenny Galladay was there. <laughs> I forgot a lot of things about Detroit, okay? They gave him a lot of money. He's not been producing for the Giants. Yeah, give me Tampa Bay. This is going to be easily Tampa Bay. Um, I think the score is going to be over, but because Tampa Bay puts up a ton of points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see them doing that. Yeah, I, I think Tampa Bay is at least going to put up 35 on them, and I think the Giants get a solid maybe 14 um. Yeah, Tampa Bay. They're going to cover the out eleven. Easy. Yeah. So that's going to go ahead and do it for our football picks. So my one hundred percent guarantee, no about, no doubt about it. Over under of the week was Dallas and Kansas City. Dallas and Kansas City. The high fifty six points, and Mike is going higher than that. Should be fun. I agree with the shootout. I agree. No, it's going to definitely be a shootout. It, the day that Dak Prescott throws for under 300 yards is the day where he just needs to stop playing because that's all he does is just throw, throw, throw. I mean, it could be an 80-yard play just to pass the CD Lamb, and there's 80 yards right there. So what was your upset, upset, upset of the week? Pittsburgh taking out um, the Chargers on Sunday Night Football. I know you hate me for picking the Steelers, but I just I just have a feeling about this game. I don't hate you. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> That's fair. That applause means that the NFL section's over and we're going to the MLB, but not just the MLB. No, 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 no. That would be too easy. They have to have a labor dispute with the union. Because Lord knows they're not making enough money and those players want all of it. So, I ask you this. Will they let that agreement expire by December 1st? Honestly, I hope. If it means that there's going to be put a salary cap on baseball, bring on the lockout. I'll gladly see no-name players playing baseball. If it means baseball can be played fairly. I'm tired of seeing the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Dodgers. He's High money teams. But Tampa Bay made it. They did. And they had no fans. And the Blue Jays did well. They did. And, uh. But who won? Uh, that would be the. The Atlanta Braves. The Braves. The ninth highest payroll. They're facing the Astros, the 10th highest payroll. What I like about this, the union wants to put 100 million, or the owners want to put 100 million floor you're going to need to spend that much. I love it. I want it. I need it. Got to have it. It's good for baseball. It's good for the league. It's good for the viewers. I can't tell you how many times, like just in general, not even here in Cleveland, but I mean teams all over, just, oh, now up to bat. I'll throw out a name. Jordan Luplow. If you're outside of Cleveland, you don't know who I just said. You have no idea outside of Cleveland and Tampa. You would have no clue who that man is. And that's been these teams as players. You don't know their names. Can I like, throw some names and guess what team they're on? Oh, go for it. I love this game. I hope we do this every week. Mike Trout. Angels. Judge. Yankees. Big names. Big teams. Angels didn't make the playoffs. They did not make the playoffs. Shohei Otani. Angels. Possible MVP. I think he actually just won the MVP. Did he just win it? I believe he won so. it over Vlad. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, that's unanimously wins AL MVP uh, after I, historic two A season. I love Shohei Otani. Do not get me wrong. Honestly, he's probably one of my favorite players to watch. Vlad deserved it. Vlad deserved this MVP. This is vintage Albert Bell getting screwed out of the MVP. I think Vlad deserved this more than Shohei did. Do you know who won in the NL? For the NL, uh, I'm sure some Dodger. Bryce Harper beat Soto and Fernando Tatis. Bryce Harper? Bryce Harper. Huh. That, I mean. Somehow he came back. Hit 309 on the year. 35 home runs, 42 doubles, 84 RBIs. After that horrible first year or two signing with the Phillies after his long run with the the Nationals, he's finally back. I mean, congratulations. I don't know what to say. I didn't pay attention to the Phillies. I didn't know Bryce Harper was doing so well. So, I mean, congratulations to him. Good job. Well earned. But another player who signed for what? $200 million? $300 million? Some ludicrous contract. And meanwhile, we're stuck with, what, the second lowest payroll? Um, yeah, we signed Jose I, Ramirez. Probably our highest paid 12, player, right? $12 million. I think the next person is like two. <laughs> Shane Bieber. Shane Bieber is making like 2.38, and he won the Cy Young. Actually, I think it's Austin Hedges is making the next highest. Oh, my God. Austin Hedges is making the next highest. But oh. if you can give me a $100 million floor, you're going to make teams sign people, and I'm going to love it. It could hold off the free agency. It could push back the season. I want it to happen. Honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing some minor leaguers just get called up and play for the season if that's what it takes. It's just like the movie of The Replacements, which could be brought up later. <laughs> What are you trying to say? You trying to give a hint to what's coming up later? Yeah, maybe. Well, I definitely got to say that it's better for baseball. And, I mean, if I can honestly see actual players and actual names on teams, it would make me want to watch more. Because right now I couldn't tell you who's on the Marlins. Josh Rojas, is he on the Marlins? I think he's still on the Marlins. Oh, hey, go me. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just going to be better for baseball. So let's go on to the free agency impact because that goes along with this whole lockout and the 100 million floor. It, do players want to sign now to get paid, or do the players want to hold out and see what's going to happen? I know two players who didn't want to wait. There's a couple of people. Well, I know Noah Syndergaard. He's going to the Los Angeles Angels. They're finally going to get some pitching outside of Shohei, and then Verlander re-ups with Houston. The yep. cheaters, the garbage can hitters. <laughs> See for how much? One year, I believe, twenty-five million. Overpaid. Immediately overpaid. That's not even a question anymore. Go on. Who else? Um. <laughs> let's see. Who else is here? Eduardo Rodriguez signed a five-year, seventy-seven million-dollar contract with the Detroit Tigers, filming with the Red Sox. Well. That hurts Cleveland. An- another pitcher. <laughs> hmm And someone else also got signed. Extended. A solid pitcher, too. I think he's a lefty, he's isn't a he? He's a lefty, yes. Cleveland doesn't do well against lefties, so that was a good pickup by Detroit. I'm um, trying to stay in competition with Chicago right now. I mean, if I got to be honest, it's Chicago, Minnesota, not even. It's Chicago, us, Detroit, and then Minnesota. They had a terrible season. Yeah, in Kansas City, after their World Series run, they lost everybody. So here's a major one, and this is, like, big time. 
because it goes to show that Shapiro is willing to sign people. Jose Barrios, who got traded, seven years, $131 million. There would be their floor right there. Yeah, They already have one player. That's all they needed. He wasn't even a free agent. They extended him. They extended him. That's how well he was doing. Good young pitcher for the Twins. Got traded to the Blue Jays, and they wanted him. Well, I mean, with Robbie Ray, they went all in. Robbie Ray, Jose Barrios, with Vlad putting up his what should have been MVP numbers. Yes, I'm going to stick with that. Um, Dante Bichette, all of them. They were just playing outstanding this year, and they just lost it in the playoffs. They came against against uh, Boston, right? Possibly, I think. But pitching, pitching can win championships. Pitching always wins championships. And, I mean, if you can't hit, you can't win. And that's been pretty much our downside and a lot of teams' downsides. And yet Boston kept on hitting. L.A. kept on hitting. Atlanta overpowered them with pitching and kept on hitting. Houston, they got their Brantley, Altuve, Correa. They had a bunch of hitters. No, they did very well this year. And, I mean, one thing you got to understand is this Barrio signing is going to play majorly for Toronto. No pun intended. It's going to be huge for them. And if they can re-sign Vlad, they have a solid team for the next couple of years. A nice young core. I agree. So let's go on to other news. After the free agency, we have finally, finally. It is official. Officially, finally, official. The Cleveland Guardians. What do you think? They're going to remain as the Cleveland Guardians. They've had the dispute with the roller derby team. And they reached an agreement like, you know what? Yeah, both teams, they can be called the Cleveland Guardians. Two Guardians? Two Guardians. So two statues, each one gets a Guardian. Well, there's four statues. Oh, there's four, so we need two more Guardians is what you're saying. Yes, we have a uh, basketball number. Uh, Cleveland Crunch and uh, <laughs> the uh, Cleveland, uh, what are, are the they monsters? called? The Cleveland Monsters? Let's get on it. Guardians. <laughs> um, and I know you're excited for tomorrow. That's right. They're coming out with the merchandise for tomorrow. So if you're in Cleveland and you're going to the team shop, pick up your Guardians gear. They're here for the remainder of how long they can be. Because God knows that logo's terrible. <laughs> I had to get it out. I'm sorry. I tried. Um, I um, tried. You saw. I lost it. I started tailspinning. <laughs> that baseball with the wings. I'm getting it just because I want to have proof that it's a thing. I love the name change. I love the change to the C. I'm so tired of that just block C. So boring. They're actually no, making it's, this. It's a nice little script. It's like a diamond-shaped C. Mm-hmm. They're actually doing something a little bit different. Yeah, that baseball with the wings as G's for the Guardians, it looks kind of silly. It looks like a minor league team. It looks like a Savannah Bananas logo. And if you don't know who the Savannah Bananas are, go check them out. The Hilarious. Mon- the Montgomery Biscuits? No, don't even get me started with the Biscuits. <laughs> You know, I mean, are they going to last 107 years like the Indians did? I'm not sure. I mean, they've been called the Indians since 1915. That's 107 years. 107 years they've been the Indians, and it was a problem recently. But it's fine. It's over with. I'm glad the name change has finally gone through. I'm glad the name's over with. It's going to take a while to get used to. Let's just focus on some baseball. Because for me, it's all about... What comes before the, the team name, and that's the city. Well, a little bit to me, it comes a little bit after the team name because get me some hitters. <laughs> <laughs> get me outfield hitters. Jesus. 
Okay, Cleveland Guardians, congratulations once again. It's finally official. Go get your merchandise tomorrow. Or it might be on the team shop online. I'm not sure. All I know is that the team store itself has it. Yeah, it's going to start being sold tomorrow, I think, hopefully everywhere. We're going to go over to some NBA news now. The NBA is indeed playing. I know it's odd that we went to baseball second, but we're baseball fans. Sue us. Please don't. We don't have the money for that. (laughs) Colin Sexton, Evan Mobley. Two Cavaliers. Two players that have been playing out of their mind recently has gotten the Cavs to where they are right now. Out. Evan Mobley, terrible stinger on the right elbow. Colin Sexton was a meniscus, right? Meniscus tear silent and definitely probably of the whole year. I mean, honestly, Evan Mobley's probably bigger than Sexton, and I hate to say that because I do love Colin Sexton. I love how he scores. Evan Mobley being out is a major game changer, and we saw it last night against Brooklyn. Him out, they just they couldn't stop anybody going into the paint. No Jared Allen either. No Jared Allen tonight. Um, they're so, versing Golden. Oh, they're versing Golden State. Oh God, it's gonna be a blowout. So we got no defense and no offense. Our defense right now is mainly Ricky Rubio. Which I like that signing. I it's a great signing. But the team hasn't been I mean, they're playing solid defense, don't get me wrong. But I mean, with none of our seven footers down low, teams have been just taking it inside. The one good thing that I just remembered. No Steph Curry tonight, no Draymond Green. So it's going to be a battle of two, I guess, bad teams, two teams who don't have everyone there. I'm glad you brought that up because I'm going to bring up power rankings here after we get done with the headlines for the NBA. Golden State's not bad. Are they good? They're first. They have two losses. So they were bad for like two years and all of a sudden they're good again? Yeah. Weird, right? You know, it was nice seeing like, oh, I never heard of Golden State. Then just year after year after year after year. Right, then, oh, I, cool. Phoenix is in it. Yeah, Milwaukee. All right, this is going to be fun. All right, you had your fun. Back to normal. <laughs> um, a big name here in the NBA world, Luka Doncic. Left knee and left ankle sprains. Missed last night's game. Yes, he could be. He's day-to-day. He's my favorite player in the NBA. He I just like. he keeps his head down and just plays the game. Great guy. Dallas Mavericks. I don't know how they're doing. I haven't followed much, but... Again, wait for those power rankings to come up. I got you covered. <laughs> much like hot chocolate on the Polar Express, I got it. Hot, hot. Oh, I've got it. So that does bring us to our NBA power rankings. Are you ready for this? Sure. Number one. Actually, let's start with number 30. Let's start at the bottom instead of the top, because well, we already know who the top I is. I was going to guess number one. But oh, I, I'll, I'll wait to the end for my guess. Cool. Who do you think's in last place right now? I'm going to throw out a name. The Utah Jazz. No. They've been doing really well. I know you're not much of a basketball guy. No. Uh, the Pelicans? The Pelicans. Hey. At number 30, <laughs> they have been playing terrible basketball. I don't even know if you call it basketball. The Canton Charge or Cleveland Charge is what they're going by now. They're playing Cleveland State. They could probably beat them. They are just absolutely awful right now. One and nine. Ooh. Houston Rockets at 29. The Rockets? 1 in 12. They lost Harden, didn't they? Yeah. Well, that goes to show that. Yep, and the guy that they were counting on was the former Cavs player who threw soup at somebody. 
No, he got angry over a locker dispute. The soup <laughs> thing was 2016. <laughs> it's been a fun couple of years in Cleveland, folks. 28, 27, and 26. 26 is going to surprise everybody. 28, Detroit at 3-9. and nine. Pistons. 27, Orlando Magic at 3-10. and 10. Okay. 26, the San Antonio Spurs. Spurs? Who's on that team? It's a good question. I think LaMarcus Aldridge is still on them, or did he go to Brooklyn too? I have no idea. I couldn't tell you a single Spur. What happened to them? They lost their players. They lost all their players. And I mean, Pop's trying, but I mean, I can't name a single Spur, and I follow the NBA. (laughs) Who's 25? Minnesota T-Wolves at 4-8, and followed by the Sacramento Kings at 21, at 24, sorry, at 5-8. and Oklahoma City Thunder, ever since they lost all their guys, five and seven. The Pacers at a strong six and eight at 22. Hawks at five and nine. Portland Trailblazers at six and eight. That one's a shocker, too. Weren't they in the playoffs last year? The Hawks and the Trailblazers were. I don't know what's going on with Trey Young and Clint Capella right now, but they, again, just aren't playing good basketball. It's like they can't find ways to win. They get to the fourth quarter and just die out. And Damian Lillard for Portland just can't hit a shot right now. Goes to show you, like, if teams are just built around one guy and they don't perform, the team's going to suffer. Ready for another major surprise? Please be the Lakers. It's not the Lakers. But at 19, at 6-7, and seven, Boston Celtics. They got a new coach. Brad Stevens, I think, moved up to general manager and it's a new guy whose name I'm not even going to try to pronounce (laughs) and they're not playing well Jalen Brown I think is their best player and they were here against Cleveland and outside of him and Marcus Smart they're just not gelling as a team Marcus Smart called them out and Jalen and all them just did not take to it it was one of those situations where I'm going to call you guys out and you guys need to perform, and it backfired on Marcus real quick. That's just not a team then. Nope. Memphis Grizzlies, Toronto Raptors 17, 6 7, 7, 7. Charlotte Hornets at 16 with 8 and 7. The New York Knickerbockers, 7 and 6 at 15. 14. Your defending NBA champs. The Milwaukee Bucks at six and eight. Wow. I don't know if Giannis is hurt. I don't think he is. But six and eight. Who's above them though? At 13? Cleveland Cavaliers. That's right. Hit the applause, guys. The Cleveland Cavaliers don't suck right now. What's their record? The Cleveland Cavaliers are nine and five. Nine and five right now. They are playing some of the best basketball, and they are one of the most exciting teams to watch. Except, you know, with Mobley and them hurt, it's a little bit harder. Kevin Love's been stepping up. He's been hitting a couple. He's back? He is. He's finally back from his wellness. I'm not sure if it was mental or if it was COVID. I think it was COVID that he had. He's back. He's playing very well. You got Marco Rubio. Outstanding. 
He has just hit his stride. Ever since he left Minnesota, he has just, again, been doing fantastic. I know I harped on this the first episode that we've done of this show. But Marco Rubio has changed that whole culture there. And they got all the young guys, Jared Allen, Mobley, Sexton. Uh, Markinen's still out. I, we don't know what's going on with him yet. Um, 12 and 11. You want to take a guess who 12 and 11 are? Um, no. Los Angeles. Clippers, Lakers. At least they're all together like any L.A. team would be. Eight and five and eight and six. LeBron's hurt again. And um, the Clippers do not have Kawhi. Kawhi Leonard. They don't have Kawhi, and Paul George hasn't been pulling the weight. So that brings us to the top ten. Would you like to guess the top ten? Let's see. Who haven't you said? (laughs) The Nets... Uh, let's see. The Nets are number two at ten and four. You know, Golden State's eleven and two at one. Uh, eleven and two. <laughs> let's see. The Mavericks. The Mavericks are ninth at eight and four. Because of Luca. Let's see here. The Jazz. Eight. Eight and five. Uh, let's see. The Hornets. The Hornets. Nope, I already said them. Okay. Uh, let's see. Who else is out there? Philadelphia Seven Sixers are ten at eight and six. Miami Heat, 8 and 5. They're number 6. Nuggets, 9 and 4. Phoenix Suns, 9 and 3 at 3. Two teams that I left out at 7 and at 4. The Chicago Bulls are 9 and 4 at 7. They are playing with um, a passion, I will say. <laughs> it makes no sense to me. Their team should not be this well. And yet they are winning. They are chucking along and just winning. Got some Michael Jordan magic. I guess. They got the special juice, which may come into play later. (laughs) I see what you did there. And at number four, the Washington Wizards. Wow. Nine and three. I don't think I've ever heard them in a top ten before. They are killing it. Good for them. Absolutely. And that's the NBA power rankings. We won't do those every episode, but we'll do them like every month. Okay, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, because, I mean, it takes a bit of a ta- bit of time to read through them all, but I wanted to let everybody know what was going on in the NBA and what the rankings were for everybody. So that brings us then to one of my personal favorites, the National Hockey League. The Anaheim Ducks. This is the major story, and I'm going to go close to the microphone. Bob Murray, the general manager resigned from his position due to alcohol abuse. If anybody's going through that type of stuff, go and get help. That's the number one thing. Go and seek help. Do not fight it alone. I just want to make that very clear. And that's why I got close to this microphone so I can make it very clear of what I'm saying. We here at Around the Sports World don't want you to suffer. Go and find help. This happened last Wednesday. What happened was it created a toxic work environment through verbal abuse towards players, staff, and personnel. Just a unhealthy environment. And I don't know, I think it was his decision to resign. It was the right decision. It, Be- it was. With everything coming out, there was no way you can continue doing your job. Just hope he gets better. Hope he gets the help he needs and comes back even stronger. 100%. To the Florida Panthers, Alexander Barkov, their top center. 
He's week to week with a lower body injury after going knee to knee with New York Islanders. Uh, what's his name? Scott Mayfield. Scott Mayfield, the defenseman. Yeah, see, I know hockey. That's right. <laughs> um, terrible injury. It looked really bad. And for him to come out to only be week to week is outstanding. Yeah, I didn't see it. I saw that Mayfield was had like a five-minute penalty and fine for the incident. Yeah, I I think he stuck like he kind of stuck out his knee a little bit. So they think that he was going for a trip and they collided knee to knee. And you can't do that. That's that's a terrible penalty to take. That hurts your team because now you're down a man for five minutes and that team can score as many goals as they want up until the two-minute point because I know you don't know hockey. Um, so that's a major, major penalty. And with the fine and everything, they might be looking in to see if um, it might have been intentional. I think I saw that he also had an issue last year's playoffs as well. Like he had some other quarrel, quarrel with some other um, guy in the playoffs. Uh, the problem is, is there's a couple guys in the league that are like that. The one I can name right off the top of my head right now is Brad Marchand of the Boston Bruins. That guy is such a punk. If you've ever seen the movie Goon, does not come up later. <laughs> if you've ever seen that movie, that's what he is. He's basically out there to headhunt. And if they start losing those games, I saw him in the playoffs with the Blue Jackets. He went straight for the guy's head and basically kneed his head into the, um, the wall. So there's players that are like that, and it's unfortunate that this guy's one of them. He's such a young talent. It's unfortunate to see. I have NHL power rankings. <laughs> this one's going to go a bit quicker, though, if you're willing to listen. I always know I am. <laughs> well, good. That makes one of us. <laughs> so I'm going to do these rapid fire, not really record-wise. But at the very bottom, they have a single win on the year so far. That's Arizona Coyotes. They're Favorite animals. They are, and I love Arizona. It's probably my second favorite team, and they've just looked so bad. Like, it's not even fun watching their games because at this point you just look and you're like, oh, yeah, that's the score. Yeah, that's about right. Um, Chicago Blackhawks is a real surprise. Wow. I know they were champions for a while. Yeah, they had a good run, and then they went and they actually got Seth Jones, who's the top defenseman that the Blue Jackets had. And his contract was aspiring, so they traded him. He went to Chicago, and they've just not competed. Like their goalie, I think a couple of their goalies have been out too, which hasn't helped. And they've just looked terrible. Like their defensemen have been awful. They can't score anything. Uh, Montreal, the new team, new kids on the block. The Seattle Kraken at 29. Young team, they're still learning each other. Um, Mark Giordino is their top player. He's a defenseman. They focus more on defense to the point where they're probably the team that's least scored on. They just don't have offense. And their goalie's just letting into. I mean, I know it's weird to say after the stat I just gave, their goalie is letting in a bit too much. There's a couple plays where, like, it's an easy puck and it just goes in. And he's a good goalie, too. So, I mean, it might just be, you know, anxiety. Can you have to say great name? The Kraken? The Kraken. The Kraken. We got the Ottawa Senators, the Vancouver Canucks, the Detroit Red Wings. Another surprise at 25, Buffalo Sabres. Jack Eichel has been their top player for years, a franchise-caliber center on the trade block. They've been looking at trades for him, 
and they've not recovered. They started out so well, and as soon as his name came up again, downhill, straight down. We got the Devils, Pittsburgh Penguins at 22. It seems that they're just always going to do well every year. It does. Not this year, though. You're not a big hockey guy, and even you know these names. Here's their injury list. Crosby, Malkin. Uh, I think their goalie is hurt. I can't remember his name right now. Some of their defensemen are hurt. It's just been a team stricken with injuries. I mean, I would say I hate to see it, but I don't. I'm kind of over the pit, the Penguins. Is it just Pittsburgh? Nope. Columbus has also been battling some injuries in that. They've been playing better, though, and they've been winning games. They're up there in the Metro Division, and there's no reason that they should be 21. These are from ESPN's power rankings. No reason that they should be 21. They should be at least in the top 10 right now oh. with the way they're playing. Do they play tonight? They do. They verse the Arizona Coyotes. <laughs> so if they lose, then they'll be right where they belong, but... Yeah, if they, if they lose, then f- go ahead and put them at 21. That's perfectly fair. Uh, Winnipeg, who um, has Pierre-Luc Dubois as their main centerpiece right now. They're at 20. Florida Panthers, Sergei Bobrovsky, one, one of the top goalies in the NHL. They can't seem to put it together, especially now with Barkov's injury. We got Edmonton, Nashville, Philadelphia, the Islanders, San Jose, Vegas, Colorado, Rangers, Kings, Boston, Toronto, Minnesota, the Ducks at eight. That one surprised me. Are they going to show up later? I don't know, but Ducks flock together. (laughs) That might show up later. (laughs) Uh, Calgary, Tampa, Washington, St. Louis. Actually, I was wrong. I misread this. The top three. Edmonton at one. Carolina at two, which Svechnikov and everything, they've been killing it. The Panthers are still at three. I was wrong in my take with Barkov and Borowski. That was on me. They're three. They're three, and they lost their best player. They did. That's going to hurt them majorly, though. I'm just with all the injuries, though. Like for every sport, there's just all these injuries. Um, It's just. It's been hard for a lot of teams. Oh, it's been hard for a lot of teams, sorry. Um, so that brings us to most of the sporting news, which means... Is it time? It's Josh's favorite time. It's time for the final lap. Uh, auto racing. Unfortunately, NASCAR is already over. Uh, who won? So, Kyle Larson won, oh, which he should have won. If he was, if he didn't win this race, there would have been this whole issue. Um, but he had ten wins on the year, including the final one at Phoenix. He killed it. It's the lower level during the Xfinity series. Daniel Hemrick won. His only win on the year was the final race, and he won the championship because of it. Seriously? He won a race and wins the championship? Correct. See, this is where Josh takes advantage because unlike the NBA and NHL, he knows more of the stock car than I do. So I don't know who Daniel Hemrick is, but only one win should not give you a championship. No, not at all. It's like if How you're, many top fives? I'm not sure. Seth, he had to be doing good because just with the playoff formats, he had to get into at least the final four. 
but not getting a single win until the last race. And like, yes, I'm the greatest at this division. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sensing a little Jimmy Johnson syndrome might happen. <laughs> he raced in the, the big leagues. He drove the number eight car. He was, he was good for a few races. It's just shows how flawed this playoff system can be. And in the truck series, one below that, Ben Rhodes won. Again, only two wins on the air, including the final race. It's, it's and yet he won the championship too? Correct. So two wins, championship. One win, championship. Ten wins, championship. It, it's a whole mess. And, like, they want to keep it fresh. They want to, like, well, anybody can win. It doesn't matter if you dominated the first. I mean, I'll give them this. I've never heard. I've Outside of Kyle Larson, I've never heard of those names. And, I mean, they won. Yeah. I mean, Matt Crafton was probably dominating. He probably the favorite in the truck series. He's been in there for a long time. And nope, sorry. If you came in second, you're not good enough. Oh, I do have one thing. It has nothing to do with American cars. Formula One. Lewis Hamilton, one of the top racers along with Max Verstappen, both find. And one of them, one of them was recently got into a bit of a tr- little bit of trouble little tiny bit of trouble of cheating <laughs> if you will which one Lewis Hamilton so they were at the Brazilian Grand Prix and Hamilton started 10th and in matter of laps he was already in the top three he passed Verstappen Lewis Hamilton won the race Max Verstappen second Valtteri Bottas in third the standings Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton, Valtteri Bottas. Now, Hamilton and Bottas both race for Mercedes, right? That's correct. And Verstappen races for Red Bull. So what happened? Hamilton was penalized during qualifying for a rear rear wing position infringement. It was out of the specs. And he had to drop down to 10th in qualifying. Now, for those who don't know, in Formula One... You get a car inspection, and then you go for qualifying. Once you do qualifying, you that car is the one that you're going to use in the race. If you make any modifications to that, it's either a penalty, either a lap, which is major in F1, or you can be fined and disqualified. Um, yeah. So they saw it was not up to spec, so they penalized him. Max Verstappen heard about this and went over, looked at his rear wing after qualifying. Oh, that's a no-no. Which is a big no-no in the uh, the sporting code of F1. How so he, dare you look at my car? Yeah. <laughs> so he got fined. Now, the race, uh, Mercedes, Lewis Hamilton dominated. Um, on lap 57, Hamilton tried to make a pass on Max Verstappen for the lead. Verstappen pretty much drove him... A little bit, little bit quicker than that. Oh, they, they start quicker than that? Yeah, no. <laughs> and almost like pushed him into the grass. Being Mercedes, they were like, this is unfair. He should have been penalized for it. And they never penalized Verstappen. Yeah, for and- what I know is Mercedes is really, really tight about the rules and everything. And all they do is constantly complain if their guy doesn't come in first. Yeah, which the guy still came in first and they still want Verstappen. Or- and they still complained? Yeah, and they oh still want Verstappen to be penalized. They want F1 to be like, you guys should have done your job better. And now Red Bull is like, well, they need to make an investigation on Mercedes 
because their straight line speed is light years faster than us. You guys got to look into their new engine package, their spoil. Like this, you know, it's it's going to be between Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen for the championship. It always is. And it's, I like F1, but when you have the top three guys mm-hmm. every single time, it's like, well, who's going to win? It's the exciting races. Remember I told you your race, like, look up these highlights. Hamilton, Verstappen, and Botas don't finish in the top three. Oh, yeah, the top are like Sergio Perez, who races for Ferrari. He races for Red Bull. Red Bull. Yeah. I'm sorry, he raced for Ferrari last year. Lando Norris, McLaren, McLaren right? McLaren and Daniel Ricciardo. McLaren, McLaren, my McLaren boys! Yes, so <laughs> this, I don't know if they're still doing the Netflix show, but this should be a fun episode if they're still doing all this drama. Oh, I hope so, because, I mean, it really showed the inside scoop of all F1, and this is definitely something that they would want in there. So that's going to do it for the sports world. Now we're going to have a little bit of fun here to end the show. We're going to tell you our top 10 favorite sports movies of all time. Why top 10? Because it's a nice even number. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So why don't we go ahead and start with number 10. So I had a hard time with this one. It's it's going to be an Adam Sandler movie. I had a hard time flipping between 9 and 10. Happy Gilmore? It's going to be Happy Gilmore. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. I don't have it on my list. And, I forgot about it. And only to have it be 10. Like, him as a golfer, it's so hilarious. And it started with like him trying to play hockey. I forgot Longest Yard, too. <laughs> that was an option, but what do you got at 10? Get, get in the hole, little ball. Why don't you want to go home? <laughs> oh, fantastic movie. At number 10 for me is something that I kind of watched in high school, and I just kind of liked it. And it's probably the only boxing movie I've ever liked because all the rest of them are just like stereotypical boxing movies. Rocky. Cinderella Man. I think I saw that one time. Yeah. It's one of those movies where it's like, oh, it's boxing. Oh, the guy fights and he loses or something happens and he has to be the underdog. This one just tells it so nicely and so smoothly that I had to put it at number 10, which is probably where I would have put Longest Yard on there. So, number nine. So, my other Adam Sandler movie is not The Longest Yard. Oh. It's The Water Boy. Oh, that's a good one, too. Oh, him? Oh, it's so hey, what, what are you drinking there? I, I am drinking Gatorade right now. H2O. And Mike's drinking water. H2O. Gatorade's better. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> uh, that's a funny movie. I love that movie so much. One, probably one of my favorite Adam Sandler movies of all time. Just him going down there and tackling the guy who looks like Colonel Sanders. <laughs> oh, yeah. Number nine for me. Quack. 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 The Mighty Ducks. Not just any Mighty Ducks, though. I believe it's number three. It's either number two or number three when they verse Iceland. I don't know why, but I've always loved that movie especially with the international teams involved in there with um, the figure skater who starts doing this like triple Lutz. Yeah. Figure skating. That's right. Around the sports world. All of it. We're not bringing up blades of glory. Are we? No, we're not bringing up blades (laughs) of glory. That's not in this list, (laughs) but he does that like triple axle, then lands and just shoots the puck, the knuckle puck, just everything about that movie. I love so much. Um, I have not seen any um, mighty ducks movie. Get out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> get out right now. Just get out. Leave. 
Josh is opening the door right now. He's getting out. He's walking away and he's going to watch these movies. How have you never seen these? Because I watch other sports movies. Like number eight. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this one. It's It could be a bore for people. It's a baseball movie. It stars Dennis Quaid. It's The Rookie. This is the story based on the true story of, um, oh, I can't remember his name. <laughs> but he was like a 36, 38-year-old um, science teacher who was teaching. Justin or, Verlander? <laughs> you wish. I don't. <laughs> Who I don't want that guy as a, a rookie again. He made a bet us. with his baseball team that, like, if they made it at the championship, he would try out because during the practice, he would just, like, whip this fastball in there. And as a kid growing up, he would just, you know, his dad, like, we're going to move, we're going to move, you can't play baseball, can't play baseball. So him actually making it to the big leagues, like, in that movie, it's, like, it's such a great feeling. Yeah, I've I've only seen the rookie once and I didn't remember a lot of it. I remember the fastball though. I remember that kid came out, he throws and it hits like 90 something on the radar gun and the dad's like, "No, you can't do this." And then they just leave. And that's pretty much the only thing I remember of that movie, but it's definitely one that I need to go back and watch. My number 8 and I'm going to be honest, there's a bias here. Draft Day. <laughs> I the story oh. in Draft Day I don't need the romance and all that. I get it. I understand why people don't like it. But looking at the inside football aspect of everything going on from a GM throughout the day of draft day was so fascinating to me. I mean, granted, it helped being in Cleveland. Plus, you had T'Challa himself in there, Chadwick. Rest in peace. Kevin Costner. Costner was in it. Um, Two Cleveland radio legends were in it. But going through and watching them do all this, was just fascinating in my mind. Just, okay, so they're listening to the radio. They're hearing all this talk. They're, so what's he going to pick? Oh, no, he traded all these picks. What's he going to do? What's going to happen here? And as somebody who loves kind of the inside dealings of sports franchises, to me that was just so entertaining to watch because it's like, oh, man, how is he going to make this deal? Well, this is what I would kind of do, but does that work for this? And it just, I loved it. Which, which got me with that. Like, all the, the actual draft day dealings, like, I don't think the Rams would trade all three of their second-round picks. <laughs> hey, they really needed that quarterback. Like, and they're like, they really I'm needed Matt prepared. Stafford. I'm like, what do you mean you're not prepared? You're drafting, like, nine. Like, how <laughs> how can you not be prepared? So, yeah, who, I mean. Who was drafting number one? It was Cleveland, and then I think Seattle. Seattle was the other big name. <laughs> like, I'm sitting there, I was like, well, judging by when this took place, how was Seattle two? How bad a season they have? Little did I know it'd be this year. <laughs> All right, that leads us to number seven. It could happen. Christopher uh, he's, Lloyd. He's doing the angel wings. Christopher Lloyd as an angel. I, I love angels in the outfield. It's a playoff game. We can't interfere. Yeah. Oh, we're always watching. Always. Oh, and what's his name? Donald Glover? No, the kid. Who played the young kid in that? I can't remember his name, but he's like a big name now. I do not know. Maybe one of our producers can find that out for us. Uh, let's see. Pulling it up here. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. A young Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Joseph Gordon-Levitt stars in that movie. Oh, wow. He was um, an orphan, right? Yeah. With the dad who looked like the dad from Iron Giant. 
Or not the dad, the uh, FBI agent. Could be. I don't know the guy's name. I'm sorry. It's all just heartbreaking because he's like, when's the next time we're going to be a family dad? And he's like, one of the angels won the pennant. Well, I'm going to pray that the angels won the pennant. They won the pennant. And dad's like, deuces. And that's the Anaheim angels, by the way. The Anaheim angels, yes. What do you got at seven? Well, what I got at seven kind of was in the same vicinity. It was baseball in a way. I have a league of their own with Tom Hanks. It's just, if you haven't seen a league of their own, what are you doing? They're crying. And we know. There's no crying in baseball. That If you're ever wondering where that line came from, a league of their own. That movie is such a heartwarming good time. And you know what? I'm also going to give an honorable mention here because I didn't put it on my list either. 42. If you want two good, heartwarming, little bit heartbreaking stories, go watch those two. A League of Their Own and 42. It, it hurts. I don't watch League of Their Own. It's a good movie, but like with all the other movies I watch, it, it hurts so bad to take Tom Hanks off. Mm-hmm. So. Number six. I'm not going baseball. I did. <laughs> not basketball. Not football. Not golf. Oh, is it what I'm thinking it is? Is it possibly soccer? It's not soccer. Oh, it's not. We're going to go dodgeball, a true underdog story. Oh, we're going with the Ocho Sports. ESPN 8, this movie is so funny, and Ben Stiller as a villain is his best roles. He is. (laughs) Oh, my God. I didn't even put dodgeball in here. Dodgeball is so funny. What are the five rules, though? Dodge, dip, duck, dive, and... Dodge. That's right. Uh, yeah, great, fantastic movie. Ben Stiller in there. Um, the Average Joe's team. Again, another like underdog type of story, but I mean, it's just done so funny, so and, well. And it's called a true underdog story. That's true. Underdog style. My number six is, again, baseball. Field of Dreams. It's a Costner one. Just watching last year that baseball game, watching them come out of the corn. Granted, it was the Yankees and White Sox, and I hate both those teams. Just watching that. Oh, my God. The feels that had me, all goosebumps, all over my body. I just, it was so cool to watch and remember that movie. And just the whole time in my head, if you build it, they will come. Oh, it was just. I can't believe baseball like did that, and it's so popular. Like they're doing it again next year. I think it's the Reds, right? I'm not sure. I oh. think it's Reds Cubs. It's yeah. It's that's something like you need to go experience. I feel like no, it's what baseball needed too. Like with that movie in that state that has really no sports teams outside of college, and that for them to do that, it just it made me go rewatch the movie and made me remember how much I love that movie. Number five. This is a feel-good story. Another one based on a true story. Mine isn't. <laughs> Starring Cuba Gooding Jr. and Ed Harris. It's radio. Ooh, good movie. Radio. Cuba Gooding Jr. played this role so well, and I don't think he demeaned it in any way. It was, you know, he didn't, like, try to hurt anyone's feelings. And just seeing him just act the way he did. And Ed Harris, he's been in a villain so many movies. This is my first time seeing him. As like a good guy, so it's weird. It's kind of like James Cromwell and Babe. Acting! And it just, it was a good heartfelt story, and I I, I can watch that over and over again. No, I love that movie, too. Um, It didn't make my top ten list for certain reasons, but knowing the close connection that I kind of have to that, and that it was a real great movie that I enjoyed watching. 
My number five is nothing like that movie at all. It's a comedy. It stars an NBA player, a couple of NBA players. It also has Bill Murray in it. Do you know the movie? Did a sequel just come out? It did, but that one was okay. But it's time to get up and slam now because it's Space Jam. That's not a real movie? It's a great movie. <laughs> How dare you, sir? It's fu- it's funny. Based on a true story. Yeah, here. <laughs> you know that one year where all the basketball players lost their powers? <laughs> yeah, Michael Jordan playing baseball. Like, what? That's well, that, that never happened. I don't know what you're talking about. That's the uh, Mandela effect. <laughs> uh, but you got you got all the Looney Tunes in there. Some of their best work. You got Michael Jordan, who did really well. Not great, but I mean, he did really well. Yeah, I mean, just some of the comedy in there Larry was just Bird, so good. Bill Murray, Wayne Knight just, as his little sidekick. <laughs> that scene where he just comes out, oh, what are we gonna do, guys? And you just hear da 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 da. Oh, everybody remembers that. I love Space Jam. I love it so much. Good pick, good pick. Number four. We're going a little, oh, when was this, 90s? Um, Sandlot. Sandlot is Ooh. a great baseball movie. Kids just playing and pretty much in their own backyard. James you, Earl Jones? James Earl Jones. You got the Beast, the dog, Benny the Jet Rodriguez. <laughs> it's... They're on TikTok. You're, they you're, keep making TikToks in that. Killing me, Smalls. Right? Yes. Yes. Like, <laughs> like, how can you not love this movie? It's just a great feel-good movie. And Benny the Jack rose up just to steal home. That's his job in life, is just steal home. Didn't make my list. <laughs> I love the movie. Don't get me wrong, it didn't make my list. I forgot about the sandlot. <laughs> forgot a lot of movies. I really. I have a feeling we probably have the same number one. My probably not. Ooh, okay. <laughs> my number four is kind of going along with radio. It's a story about coming together as a team, even though it's like 1970s America at this time. I think I know where you're going. A nice little jog through um, Gettysburg. The fog hitting over, and the coach just looking over and go, these men died fighting for one cause together. And, and we're still fighting for it. And it's Remember the Titans. Absolutely great movie. And one thing I'll never forget is just that, not only that scene, but the whole scene where they just come out, who, ha, feel good, who, oh, just them coming out as a team. We are the Titans. That's right. The mighty, mighty Titans. That That's going to show up on my list a little later. Ah, so it's in their top three then? It, it, it barely just didn't make the top three. And I'm talking like maybe a fraction, barely. It's easily one of my favorite all-time movies. Number three. 80s comedy. You can't beat it. Especially when golf is involved, when you got Chevy Chase, Bill Murray. Oh, my God. We're going Caddyshack. I forgot Caddyshack. Oh, no. Oh, my God. You want to talk about a funny movie. Rodney Dangerfield pulling out golf clubs, listening to um, Journey, just dancing on the golf course is one of the funniest images you can ever see. He's lining up at the tee. He's going for the win here. Cinderella story. (laughs) Yeah, it's like Bill Murray didn't need to be in it, but he's like, I'm going to be in this. Oh, he, he... said that he had to be in this movie. He didn't care what the price was. 
It, it's so, oh my God, Caddyshack, where do you start with that? Just, I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> the golfer? No, the gopher. Oh, the Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> the golfer. And the old guy, this is the best round of my life. <laughs> He's like, I don't, I don't think the hate is going to come Oh my God, that movie is so good. I I went with one that we already talked about at number three for me. Angels in the Outfield. <laughs> Again, for everything that you said previously, just all of it. It was just it's Matthew McConaughey's in that movie. He is. He that's before he drives his new car. <laughs> was he Lincoln or? I have no idea. But I mean, we've already talked at great lengths about that movie and why it's so good and I mean it's just you need to watch it number two remember the titans ah there it is it is it is a great come together movie I know you wanna leave and me we're still fighting the same war today and unfortunately yeah we everyone watch this movie come together and doesn't matter what side just just Except everybody for who they are, because they went undefeated that year. Mm-hmm. When we come together, we're stronger. <laughs> I went hockey. And a little movie that I don't know how many people... Well, I'm sure everybody's seen it, but it takes place... Let me set the scene for you. The Olympics. A favored Russian team versus a young college United States. I ask you, do you believe in miracles? Because my number two is Miracle. The historical accuracy in that game, still to this day, they've went and actually talked to former hockey players, former Russian hockey players, about what it meant and everything to them. And even to this day, they still can't get over the fact about that game. It's just, it's such an inspirational game and easily, easily should be in the top three of anybody who's seen it. And last but not least, number one. You really don't this have this as number one? Uh, we'll find out. Being from Cleveland, loving baseball. Hey, Big River. Major League. It's number one. <laughs> it's number one. I mean. We did it, folks. We did it. Oh, my God. Major League. Being a Cleveland fan, it's one of the funniest movies I have ever seen. Yeah, give him the heater, Ricky. And Charlie Sheen, you know, everyone doesn't like him now, but... One of the only actors, by the way, fun fact, could actually throw and play baseball. And take the guy's head off? Mm Mm-hmm. He actually (laughs) did that. He actually threw so hard, he took the guy's head off, and they kept it in the movie. It's just... (laughs) Pedro Serrano... Dorn, you got Lou as the coach. Hey, Lou, how would you like to coach Cleveland? I don't know. Let me call you back. I got a guy in the other line wanting a couple of white walls. <laughs> like, it's just so synonymous here. A Corbin Bernstein as Dorn. Oh, my God. One of his best roles. <laughs> <laughs> None of this ole crap. Oh, I could quote this movie all day. Yeah, we can just go all day. <laughs> Serrano want bet. Okay. <laughs> hey, big guy, you golf? What's your handicap? Hat for bat. <laughs> Gracias. We should have got my live chicken. <laughs> the KFC chicken? <laughs> oh, I could watch that movie all day, and that's why I put it as my number one. Yep. 
I have every, no doubt. At the beginning of every baseball season, right before, like the night before the season starts, Major League. I binge watched Major League One and Two. And that it's just it's such a tradition to me and my dad. So that's our top ten movies, folks, and that has been around the sports world. So, anything else to add, Josh, before we finish off? Uh, no. Nice long show. Just remember to stay classy out there, and hope see you all next week. And that's going to do it for Josh and Mike on episode two. We went a bit longer today, but I think it was worth it. Getting all the information, all the power rankings, and all those top tens. So when we see you next time, have a good night, a safe trip, and we'll see you around the sports world.